your schools turning out Americans who are trained to hate your country? And the answer is, I don't know, but you're right. That's what's been going on. All of these parents come to us today and they tell us that their children aren't taught the civics of America, why freedom matters, why free speech matters. Hello, America. John Solomon here. We're at the Public Library. The last few hours, we've had hundreds of parents and children come for story time. This is ground zero of the next America, the next generation of America, instilling values like this book here, Hidden Headlines, my newest book. I want to introduce you to my friend, Mr. Solomon, who has a book that he's going to read to you. Oh, thank you. I wanted to tell a story of why the First Amendment matters, why it was first. So many children and young adults didn't get that lesson in school. All right, we're gonna we're gonna dive in and do this story. You read a lot of books. That's awesome. All right, so now we got a mystery. Here we go. We have a chance to influence our children, to teach them about freedom, about faith, about the values and greatness of America. Something they're not getting often in their schools today, but you have a chance. How do you do it? Join Brave Books. Get a subscription. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Every month you'll get a book just like mine, Hidden Headlines. It comes with lessons that you can sit with your children, your grandchildren, your nephews and nieces. I'm like incredibly excited to know that we're gonna be able to give parents that toolkit to, to tell their children about that. Maybe their teachers won't tell them, but parents will. Right. Yeah. The best investment you will make. Go to bravebooks.com today and go sign up. I did, you'll get my book free if you sign up this month. And there you have it. We're back, Devin Nunes podcast, but the one and only John Solomon, one of the last real investigative reporters. Oh, thank you. I know you call it just the news, John, but it's also could be called some of the only non-fake news. <laughs> but John, congratulations on your thank new you. children's well, You know a lot about fake news. You've seen it and cut through it and uh, been subjected to it. And uh, you're right. I, I think the American public have caught on that fake news is uh, got to be beaten down. And that's what we're in the process of doing it with truth yeah. and just the news and other great places. Well, John, we're going to get right into this. Uh, we're going to come back to brave books and everything that they're doing, but the launch of your children's book, I know you had a, a really exciting uh, visit to, I think you went to the suburbs of Philadelphia trying to yeah. bring children something that they're not getting nowadays with the woke book culture, with all the old traditional books that you and I, and so many of us generations before us, grew up reading those books are now either being burned or they're being actually changed in some way. So now there's this new need to have books that come out. I know that Cash Patel uh, has written one. Uh, your great friend, Sarah Carter has, has written one for brave books. And now of course you, so I'm really, really happy for you, John, and really, really excited for what, what you're doing. And you, you look so chummy there. You look, uh, you look very comfortable with those children in that video. It was remarkable. Uh, there were hundreds of parents and children, and they it was just fun. I mean, I, my kids are older now, and so uh, I don't have that little guy experience and little gal experience, but it was so nice. We sat, we talked, they asked questions. They stumped me a few times. And by the way, they figured out the mystery of the book before page four. They were pretty smart kids, too. So uh, it was great. It was a wonderful time. And what Brave Books has started is a movement across this country, library by library, school by school, to give Americans a pro-God, pro-America book that right now uh, the libraries and schools often won't carry. And so here's a chance to bring it right into your home. Uh, well, congratulations, John, on Thank that. You. you can go to bravebooks.com uh, to take part in this. And I guess you can actually join a subscription service. Yeah. But John, there is major breaking news. I was I thought we were just going to spend time talking about your children's book. It would be a nice fun time. <laughs> but as, as per yeah. normal, 
John Solomon at Just the News is always breaking news. And last night, you had a bombshell. We're going to put that uh, article on the screen. You were the first one to break that uh, Mike Morrell, the former uh, acting director of the CIA, longtime deputy director, uh, how he was involved in basically every major scandal from Benghazi to the Russia hoax in 2016 that started. He participated in that. And then, of course, he coordinated this letter but uh, that of the 51 spies who lie. Um, but, of course, there was this link to Tony Blinken that was that was interesting. However, uh, you broke something new last night, John, about Mike Morrell and mm-hmm. an email and the former CIA director, John Brennan. Yeah, it's pretty extraordinary. And, and I guess we have to take people back to the fake news moment in uh, the fall of 2020, where, uh, of course, people didn't know it was fake news. So it was censored. Uh, but we were told that that Hunter Biden laptop that surfaced was a Russian disinformation operation, a Russian uh, influence propaganda operation. And it wasn't, but we were led to believe it. And uh, the majority of Americans who believed it were deprived of making an informed choice in the 2020 election because 51 intelligence experts, including five former CIA directors, uh, they were telling us that based on their credentials, the credentials we gave them, the authority and the, uh, uh, the stature that we gave them as former chiefs of our intelligence community, that their expertise told them that this uh, laptop of Hunter Biden's wasn't real. It was either Russian disinformation or a Russian information influence operation. Now, when they wrote it, they had no basis to say so. And over time, we were able to roll back that it wasn't a true letter. But now we know it wasn't even an organic intelligence event because Joe Biden, he used the letter. The Biden campaign used the letter. The news media, the big tech companies, the FBI, they all used that letter to censor the Hunter Biden story until after the election. Right. But now what we know is it wasn't even an organic, misinformed intelligence effort. It was a campaign operation initiated by a phone call from Tony Blinken to Mike Morrell. And then Mike Morrell gets together with his uh, successor as the head of the uh, CIA, John Brennan, and they're talking and and, and uh, Mike Morrell puts in writing and says out loud the unspoken, which is, hey, the real reason I'm doing this, John, and why I want you as a former CIA director to send this letter is I'm trying to create a talking point for the Biden campaign, particularly to use at the final presidential debate so that they can counter Trump on this issue, meaning give Joe Biden a way to tell people, oh, don't, don't look at that laptop. It's not true. Now, obviously, the laptop has a lot of bad information about the uh, true, but uh, disparaging information about the Biden family. It exposes from 2010 to 2019, an influence peddling operation that took millions of dollars from China, Iran, Russia, and many other bad actors, made the Biden family rich and put national security at risk. And we couldn't get that. We couldn't be allowed to exploit it freely and talk about it and debate it and decide whether Joe Biden deserved to be president after its revelations, because these 51 uh, put a big lie out there and they scared everybody away. And I just want to step back for a second, because it really struck me when I talked to Kevin Brock. Once I broke the story tonight, when people could see these two CIA chiefs talking to each other and conspiring, and they know all along they're signing this solely for a political purpose, not for an intelligence or civic purpose in America. A lot the intelligence professionals who didn't sign, they started reacting and calling and tweeting me. And I got to Kevin Brock, the former intelligence chief for the FBI. By the way, he worked for Robert Mueller, very well-respected man. And he said, listen, this wasn't a talking point. This was an intentional lie. The spies <laughs> of the United States, not the spies of Russia. Well, th- this, 
John, this is really interesting. We have the email up on the screen. So for yeah. the audio listeners, um, what I want to do is I'm going to read this email for those audio listeners, those Please. of you who can see it, but it's from John Brennan. Uh, well, let's start with the first email uh, from Mike Morrell to John Brennan. John, can I add your name to the list? We will be adding Leon. I assume that means the former CIA director of Panetta. It does. Sue yeah. Gordon, one of the highest low-rated people. Jay Johnson, high-level person. Uh, George, I'm not sure who that's referring to. Probably George Tennant, probably the former CIA director. Uh, oh, George former CIA director. Yeah. Lisa Monaco, Mike Rogers from the former NSA director, who, by the way, I don't think he signed. He didn't sign, right? He didn't sign. Uh, working on Dan Coates, Mike Rogers, my former uh, chairman, and Tom Bossert, and a lot of other IC career folks. Now, here's the key line in this that also takes me back to Benghazi when he denied playing any politics. He wasn't political during Benghazi. He just happened to make a mistake writing the talking points. Now we know this is a really bad guy, John. And I didn't even realize how bad and dirty this scumbag. He's a scumbag. I mean, I, I hate to say that. This sure. guy is a weaselly, deep state lie. I mean, the guy sat in front of me. He must have lied a hundred times, maybe 250 times in the, in the you know, meetings that I had with this guy. But here's, here's the line at the end of this. Trying to give the campaign, particularly during the debate on Thursday, a talking point to push back on Trump on this issue. Thanks, Michael. Mm. Then Brennan responds, okay, Michael, add my name to the list. Good initiative. Thanks yeah. for asking me to sign. This is incredible, John. Yeah, listen, first off, it's rare to see two CIA chiefs email each other at all. So I mean, we never get to see these sort of things. Why these two would put it on paper when they were really pulling off a dirty trick on the, on the American electorate, uh, I don't know. Uh, but I'm glad they did because now we have the truth. And Joe Biden was in on it. Anthony Blinken was in on it. Mike Morrell was in on it. And you mentioned Mike Morrell. Mike Morrell impacted three consecutive elections. Three times yeah. his actions. Had it. Let's go. 2012, Barack Obama's running for re-election. Benghazi occurs, and he edits the talking points so that Susan Rice goes on TV and falsely suggests the attack was because of an anti-Muslim video in Europe when, in fact, they knew at that point it was an Al-Qaeda-led attack, and he takes out the Al-Qaeda information. Right. Susan Rice misleads the, the country for a and, long and time. Me, and, and, John, let me stop you right there. Yeah. It was our investigation that un uncovered all of that. Yeah. You know, back in the back in the day, we were the ones who found the you know whistleblowers at the time, the people who yeah. were actually on the ground, who were plain as day saying, uh, "Hey, there was Al Qaeda everywhere. Everybody knew it was Al Qaeda." It even said Al Qaeda on our wall when we would yeah. set up our plans to move the ambassador around. It was Al Qaeda. Morell had to have known it was Al. It, it was he Al Qaeda. Did. At the he time. edited it out. It was in the talking but, point. He took it out. Yeah. But if you remember, this is the guy who who at the time they said, "Oh." Morell, he's so non-political. He yeah. doesn't have a political bone in his body. He would yeah. never do anything like this. And, you know, he yeah. always talked really nice and soft and always seemed so intelligent. Wow, what what a fraud. Um, and so look, I, and I don't great... know why this guy, I'm, I'm assuming they thought he, they would get the emails, but he clearly, I'm guessing these came from came from him. I think he ultimately was was spurned by the Biden administration because he didn't yeah. get the job of CI director that he actually wanted. But yeah. I just wanted to add that color to, to what happened at Benghazi. So this guy's been a really bad guy for a, for a long time. Well, he shows up, and you and I had a fun conversation about this a couple of weeks ago. 
He shows up in Russia collusion. He is the first intelligence official in July of 2016 to suggest that Donald Trump is a recruited, unwitting agent of Vladimir Putin and the Russian Federation. He's the first guy to plant that into the public in July. And by the way, he makes that claim in an op-ed endorsing Hillary Clinton uh, just a few days after John Brennan, the guy here, his buddy, right, goes and tells Barack Obama, hey, Hillary Clinton's making up a whole story about Russia to hang a shingle on Donald Trump's campaign, and we know about it. You should know, Mr. President. So the intelligence community knew Hillary Clinton was creating a dirty trick called Russia collusion, and this guy goes out and he starts it with, I'm going to endorse Hillary Clinton because Donald Trump is a recruited agent of the Russian Federation and Vladimir Putin. So in 2016, he does that. And yeah, that was that was that article came out in when was it August, well, late July? Yeah, or late yeah. July, early August. I, actually, the briefing was late July and August of 2016. Even before the Steele dossier was being fully exploited by the FBI, he puts it out, and it really is the first shot fired tying Donald Trump to Russia from a, a prominent official. Right. Uh, it, it's just extraordinary. And, you know, much later, Hillary Clinton's campaign pick up on this theme in the late October time frame, trying to dirty up Donald Trump before Election Day. So now he's influenced 2012, Barack Obama, in favor of Barack Obama. 2016, he's influenced in favor of Hillary Clinton. And then in 2020, he's in the protection racket for the Biden family, using the credentials that he and John Brennan had, the credentials we gave them, right? We, the taxpayers, made them our trusted intelligence chiefs. And this is the 51, this is the 51 spies, both Morrell and Brennan are on that letter. They are, uh, and they're they're conspiring on it. And now they know, we know at least those two know the whole goal was to be political, not to be a good citizen like they were portraying themselves at the time. Yeah, I'll just read that line again. Trying to give the campaign particularly during the debate on Thursday, a talking point to push back on Trump on this issue. I mean, this is the, the you know, this is the, Brennan at the time, he's the CIA director. Yes, he is. Well, no, uh, he's, he's retired. It's because it's 2020. Uh, uh, I'm uh, sorry, former yeah. CIA, former CIA yeah. director. But these two guys succeed each other, right? Mike Morrell yeah. was acting CIA and he hands it off to John Brennan. They're buds, right? And, in 16, they're causing mischief. In 2020, they're causing mischief. And going back to 2012, they're misleading the American people. And Jim Jordan had this great line in the letter when he asked questions of Anthony Blinken, because Blinken's the trigger. That's the word that Mike Morrell used for this whole operation in 2020, the letter from the 51. And he said, because of your actions, because of Mike Morrell's actions, now because of John Brennan's actions, you deprive the American people of making an informed choice in the election. They could have known that all the garbage we're now dealing with, with Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, that we now know is true. They could have known that and made a better choice in 2020. And you kept them from that. I think that's going to be the line we all remember from the Morrell, Blinken, Brennan, dirty trick here. Yeah. And, and this week, uh, finally, Blinken had to respond, who the, is did, the secretary yeah. of state, the number three in the government, who according to Morell, orchestrated this. He is, John, how would you describe it? He's in uh, like quasi-denial mode? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. He said, it wasn't my idea. No one said it was your idea. We're saying that you caused Mike Morell to do this because Mike Morell says you caused him to do it. He, he, they use the word trigger. He triggered me to do it. He didn't ask me. He gave me the idea and then I did it. And oh, here's the more important thing. And this is the thing that Anthony Blinken can't run from. There's an email, Anthony Blinken, to Mike Morrell that sends the payload that becomes the most important line in the, in the letter. The majority of the letter says, 
This has the hallmarks based on our training as 51 intelligence experts of a Russian information operation. A Russian information operation could be a very true thing, but they're trying to you know, use it for some Russian advantage in the United States. But the one line at the very end of the letter called it a Russian disinformation uh, uh, operation. That line cited a USA Today article. Mike Morrell gets that USA Today article from the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken. He sends them and then it ends up in the letter. Anthony Blinken can say, I didn't come up with the idea. It don't matter. He played an essential role in getting Mike Morrell the payload and the idea that yes. then becomes his dirty trick. And, and an important point to point out, every time they run these operations, they go to their buddies in the fake news yep. and they have a news story written yeah. and then they use it to initiate they investigations. Go. We saw the FBI, yeah. DOJ, they've been doing it consistently now for years, even though you know many of us oh. on the you know center right have said, look, you can't, you should not be using any of these articles to open up investigations. And we know That's the right. FBI and DOJ is doing it. The same is for the political tricksters, right? They they yeah. they planted that story in USA Today. Morell picks so, it up. Blinken gets it. Hey, use this. Um, and then they all go along with it. It's the same old trick. Well, it has to be true. It was in, it was in USA Today. It was yeah. in the Washington Post. 51 Earth. intelligence guys say it's true. Yeah. Right. And now 51 intelligence guys are saying it. You want to hear but something God, really fun something tonight? I learned this recently. In 2016, after after um, Morrell does the op-ed and calls Donald Trump a Russian agent, a few days later, 50, I guess they underachieved in 2016. They were one short. They only got to 50. 50 intel experts say Donald Trump, they, they pick up this theme from Morrell and say he's not worthy of being president. They yeah. used the 50 letter twice, 50-51, uh, uh, no. twice in two elections. And their credentials as uh, that we gave them, the, the authority and trust that we gave them, and they turned it around on us to mislead us. Yeah, no, this country is falling apart, and they use that. It's the same play calls, John. I didn't know about that letter. I mean, it's in, you know, even uh -huh. though I was the guy who ran the Russia hoax, I and I even forgot. I think I said this on your show a few weeks you ago. Did, yeah. yeah, I had actually forgot about Morell writing that letter. Yeah. I think I knew about it, but you know, back in 2016, it That's was right. so absurd and so <laughs> ridiculous that Donald Trump, who's been a New York business guy forever, that he would be, you know, some undercover secret agent for Russia. It was ridiculous. That's why it didn't get any traction. But, you know, meanwhile, as we as we learned later, that dossier, the only I always joke, John, the only people that didn't didn't have it were the Republicans in in Congress and, and yeah. the Donald Trump campaign. Yeah, except so for John every, McCain. John McCain did have it. <laughs> that's right. John McCain had it. Yeah. Um, but they were, you know, the, the, all the media had that. It, it didn't take, you know, it would take, if you, if you got a hold of that dossier, John, it would take you maybe 15 minutes, at most an hour right. to totally debunk it. You know, it's like the first time I saw just the, I didn't yeah. even see the whole dossier. I just saw the claims in it. Um, and I was like, what the hell is this? It looks, it, it, it looked yeah. ridiculous, right? Like you would know if Donald Trump did X, Y, and Z and cell phones and Russian yeah. consulates. I mean, come on. It was just totally ridiculous. Yeah. But let me let me get to this because Please. this is more important. And you hinted at it earlier. It's not just about the debate. It's oh. not just about giving a talking point. Ultimately, what this was used for, it gets to your new children's book at bravebooks.com. Mm -hmm. It gets to why I left Congress to start True Social with Donald Trump. This was used to silence people's first amendment right yeah they used they used this letter 
to call anybody who questioned it, anybody who put it out there that it was as, as if, hey, wait a second, this could be true. It was wiped from the internet. So people that were on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, if you tried to post it, it would automatically be taken down. And a matter of fact, if I, I had Miranda Devine, I think she actually got suspended from, from Twitter. Yeah. And my stories about Hunter Biden at the end of the election were, uh, and this was a part of a larger operation. We now know from Senators Johnson and Grassley that they were pursuing a very important witness who could deliver the goods on uh, uh, pay to play Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Ukraine. And the FBI comes in and creates a fake perception that this witness is somehow Russian disinformation. This was going on in multiple parts of the government in the spring, summer and fall of 2020. It was a influence operation run by America's own spies against its own people. And they, they stopped a senator, two senators from being able to interview a key witness. They stopped Americans from being able to talk about the laptop. They stopped journalists like Miranda and I from being able to publish stories about it. Uh, they got big tech to silence the debate on Hunter Biden in there. And then in the final job interview that Donald Trump and Joe Biden are getting in that final debate, they're cut off. The debate's cut off. Saying you can't say this. These 51 experts say it's not true. It's a right. lie. And they cut off even the opportunity in a job interview to ask this important question about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Right. Because I think Biden said that, if I remember, Biden, Biden held it up. He did. Um, and then was it Fox that had that debate? Was it who? I forget who, but they interrupted Trump several times. They and, did. And President Trump, they interrupted said, we've already passed that. We're not talking about that. And and Trump was basically signed. So in his final, as you said, job interview, the last ability President Trump had to make the case like, hey, Joe Biden is corrupt and this is not Russian disinformation. I mean, you had those witnesses out there. I think Tony Bobulinski and others that said, hey, right. there's 10% from the big guy. You had a witness who was involved in that, uh, the, the whole business deal, who said 10% for the big guy was Joe Biden. And all of that was censored from the American public. So sure, you had 45% of the American people that went to the polls knowing that um, in 75 million people. But you, have effect you had effectively more than half the people that were cut off from real news. And that's, yeah. and that's the biggest challenge that we have in this country. I don't believe this country is left-wing at all. I don't believe that people think that all this, this trans stuff is that, that I think that most Americans think it's crazy. I think you see that with the that's Bud right. Light controversy, but yeah. they're force feeding it into our children at the schools, it, in, uh, in the, in the news media. Uh, but what they've effectively done, John, is they have cut off probably a third of America. Those yep. people that, they don't want to watch. No offense, they're not going to. They're not going to watch. You know, Real America's Voice, John, and your great show, Just the News. They're not going to be listening to my podcast. They just want to go have a beer after work. Yeah. Um, they want to pick up their wife, take them to dinner, go take the kids to a soccer game on Saturday, um, and that's good. It's. I mean, that's you know, people just want to live their lives. They don't want to be. They don't want to be bothered with news and information, and you know, and, and checking the news all the time. But those are the people that are most susceptible to the massive fake news industrial complex that is just forced uh, down their throat through these through these devices. Um, yeah. And it changed it, it changed the outcome of the election. 
It's what makes Truth Social so important to every future conversation and election we're going to have. Truth can't be canceled because of the way you built it, the way President Trump built it. But in 2020, we didn't have it, right? And in this book where I, uh, Hidden Headlines, I talk about the uh, the tubes uh, in the Hamster Village are clogged, right? That's what we were. We had only one set of pipes to communicate to the American people, Facebook, Twitter, all uh, sort of one large oligarchy of leftists. Techni techni technologists in the left coast and it, it, when they clogged the tubes nobody could get their news through and we saw that on COVID. we saw it on uh, uh hunter biden and a lot of other things that we weren't allowed to talk about and our country was unsafer and worse off for it but now at least in the future because of what you did with president trump at uh, true social we have this alternative what chris has done chris pavlovsky at rumble we now have alternate tubes, which we don't have. The hamsters are a lot happier in uh, the fictional story now that Devin Nunes and the hamsters are the hamsters are free. They're free. <laughs> John, you've been uh, on True Social uh, from the the very beginning, yes, sir. Um, and you've done uh, basically some of the only real reporting on this. You followed, uh, you know, True Social uh, all the way through. And yeah. the best thing about it is, is that. Not only do you go out and, and have good sources, obviously you talk to me, uh, you talk to President Trump, uh, you talk to you know uh, you know many many other people that are that are connected that use True Social, but most importantly, you at Just the News, starting that early account, you now get tremendous traffic from True Social. Yeah, listen, it's true. I, I I've been on Twitter for well. 14 years, 15 years now, 14 years, 14 years, 2009. Uh, I've been on Truth a little over a year and a half. Uh, Truth now sends- Not even double. a year and a half, John, not yeah, even a year and a half. That's right. It's <laughs> just over a year maybe, yeah, because it really March, I think it was. So just over a year, uh, Truth sends double the traffic to just the news uh, than Twitter does. And Twitter uh, claims to have more users. I don't believe it. Uh, I, I think Twitter is often a ghost town. I mean, obviously- Elon Musk has done some things to improve the scenario there, but I think they burned so much of the trust that people didn't come back. And where are those people? I'm pretty sure they're at truth uh, because I see them show up in my site and I see the engagement. And, you know, we have this uh, traffic meter and all our reporters watch it because it's sort of our biorhythm of our new site. And truth yeah. is right there at the top every day as one of the top two or three referring uh, sites. It is a powerful tool of millions of people. And what's remarkable about it, because we can see this, sometimes someone comes in for Twitter, it's a drive-by. All right, we got them, but they came by, they spent 20 seconds, they're gone. People come in from truth, they're sticky. They go through and they read four or five things, they comment, they get involved. Uh, the audience on truth is engaged and large. And anyone who has a new site like mine who engages truth is going to see that benefit of the engagement coming off of people. They're, they're educated, they're smart, they're politically savvy, and they care about their country. And uh, I can tell this, you know, Just the News is better off, as is any other news organization, for Truth Social being around. And of course, America is better well, off because our tubes can't be clogged. Our single tubes <laughs> can't be clogged anymore. Well, and what amazes me is no matter, no matter how many times you've written about this, yeah. no matter how many times you've done interviews uh, or we've spoke on, on your show, yeah. Uh, where you say this, right? But you have multiple fake news stories, even this week that are out there uh, that say yeah. Truth Social uh, had its highest month a, a year and a half ago when we weren't even open. Uh, they've collapsed since then. It's a total failure. And, yeah. and you know, how do they write about that? You're on the platform. 
you have said it publicly. There are multiple. That's this is where this is why this is so defamatory and slanderous. What these news station, these news companies do. And look, I know a lot of these fake news guys. You're watching. You're listening now because you watch every single thing we do. Yep. But yet they will write over and over again. True social. Nobody's there. Well, you just heard John Solomon say multiple times. So what you're saying out there, fake news, is knowingly false. It's illegal. Yeah. Defamation is illegal. So. And John, you've just been there the whole time reporting on this. And look, the other thing that you've covered uh, well, and you've you've interviewed a lot of members of Congress, is this unparalleled corruption uh, yeah. at the SEC, who, oh, by the way, happens to have a similar connection with a Mike Morell and a Tony Blinken, a guy mm. named Gary Ginsler, sure. the head of SEC, who has successfully stopped True Social from merging with our finance company, with the SPAC. Crazy. It's it's absolutely corrupt to the core. But, John, you've been one of the few people and you've been interviewing. I know several congressmen. Yeah, uh, you had a big story on it this week. But maybe what can you tell us about yeah. where the members of Congress think this stops? Does it stop with only Ginsler or does it go higher up into the Biden administration of the people who are trying to destroy True Social and Donald Trump? And oh, by the way, all these wonderful people out there yeah. that tried to. They bought into the finance company, into the SPAC, believing that it was going to be normal business uh, for us to be able to get a, a deal done for us to grow our company. Yeah. Well, listen, I think the most powerful moment is in a hearing with Gary Gensler about 10 days ago. And Congressman Muser comes and said, listen, pal, I did my homework. Uh, it normally takes about 100 days for a SPAC to get approved. And Donald Trump's been waiting for or the Trump social SPAC has been waiting 370 days. I'm not stupid. I know there's something going on here. And then, of course, Chairman Style, House Administration Committee Chairman, one of the most powerful people in Congress. He said, listen, they're not harming Donald Trump. He's doing fine. Truth Social is blossoming. They're harming all the people that put their money and aren't being allowed to invest it where they'd like to or even get the money back. They're kind of frozen and they're harming everyday workers, people might have had that money. They could have put it in their pension. They could have put it in something else. They're, they're not harming Donald Trump. Truth is growing. They're harming the people that have this, and they don't treat any other SPAC like this. That was the point that Muser said. It looks right. like politics. It feels like politics. It walks like politics. It probably is politics, but Congress is going to have to investigate to get the evidence to find out why. It doesn't make sense that only the true social SPAC is the one that has a 370-day-plus uh, waiting period. Doesn't make right, sense. and I love how they how they always call it. It's it, you know it's it's quite interesting when you read the stories are almost impossible to understand. And these are people who do this for a living. They cover it. They know finances. They know exactly right. what this is, is they always call the SPAC true social. This is true social. This not, is Trump. It's separate no, entity. it's not. You know, it's not. We are a privately held company that is being blocked to have access to the capital markets, the public capital yeah. markets. We're being blocked by these corrupt officials. So we don't even get to get to, you know, get past. We don't even get to the, the batter's box, John, because no. they just won't process it. They said, no, we're going to investigate, which and we're just going to leave this investigation open as long as as long as we want. And they've taken the unprecedented step. Normally, you know, if if SPACs or other entities are investigated, that's normal, happens all the time. Sure. That's that's the SEC supposed to do their job. Well, they don't get to just stop processing the application. In this case, right. they have. It's big time corrupt. I hope that Congress can get to it. And hopefully, you know, like we finally find out, I hope it doesn't take this long, but the morels and all these lowlifes uh, that have used their government positions and abused them for politics, I hope someday these guys will pay the price yeah. for, 
you know, damaging, you know, not only damaging our company, um, you know, which they have, right? Because, you know, you're never going to do this. You're never going to approve it. You're going to play these games. You know, we would have went and done something different so that we have a marketing budget, right? So we can compete with Amazon. Um, You know, Amazon is, is, you know, Bezos is one of the richest guys in the world. It's worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. As you pointed out, we're trying to open that internet back up and, 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 and let the hamsters run through the free open internet to come back to your book. But they're not letting us do anything. They basically have us frozen, which doesn't allow us to go out. You know, we're going to be fine because we have, as you said, we have Donald Trump, one yeah. of the most well-known people on the planet. Yeah. You know, we have a huge following. We continue to grow. Our tech works. We're, re- we're working with Rumble. But um, this is not right. It's totally corrupt. No. By the way, it's, it's discriminatory. This is, if there's ever a time for a discrimination case against the United States government, this is it. Yeah. This is this is as bad as any discrimin case, discrimination case that I've ever seen um, in my lifetime. And there's a lot of bad ones out there, as, as you know. Sure. Listen, there's something when I was going through this last story, I was doing the reporting, I was getting the statistics, talking to members of Congress, talking to you, going back and reading the recent reporting that often is untrue in major news media organizations. A, a line from one of my interviews with the FBI whistleblower, Steve Friend, just kept coming to mind. He said, listen, the deep state, the administrative state, has figured out that they can make the process the punishment, meaning you can be totally innocent and we will drain you, deprive you, censor you through the process, and that's your punishment. And that is so profound, what he said, and it's now true when we look at all the people whose bank accounts have been drained by legal bills. But in this case, the process is the punishment here. The SEC may never find anything wrong, but the process punishes all those investors who otherwise, if they weren't probably investing in something tied to Donald Trump's uh, Truth Social, they probably would have got their answer and their investment going already. The process is the punishment now in the deep yeah. administrative state. Now, these people are totally corrupt, John. But look, you're doing your part uh, to get to the get to the truth of the matter. Thank you. Um, so, you know, look, we appreciate you being on Truth Social. Um, you, you know, you have a huge following there. You can follow at Jay Solomon, yeah. uh, or at just the news yeah. and John, one more time. You can, you, they can buy your book at the uh, brave. Uh, this is a good deal. Bravebooks.us is where you go. You don't get anything free in the Joe Biden inflationary economy. Brave books will give you my book free this month. If you sign up for their, uh, uh their monthly subscription book club. And if not, you can buy it a la carte, but uh, go support brave books. I did this because I love these young people. They started a company. They're going after the woke bookmakers, the woke libraries, and the woke schools, and they're creating really high-quality products, uh, but they're doing it because they want your children to learn the way you want them to learn, the values you want them to have, not some woke teacher or librarian or book publisher. John Solomon, you are a patriot and a good friend, and I always say that there were very few people back in 2017 and 18 that were trying to get to the truth of the Russia hoax, and you were one of the very, very few, and uh, you deserve a medal for that, which in a Pulitzer Prize. The others have never even given their Pulitzer Prizes back, even though they're all in on it. But John, maybe someday I'm going to give you, we're going to come up with a true social Pulitzer Award. There you go. We're going to, you're going to be our first. We'll call them the true Litzers, the true Litzers. How about that? Truth truth and uh, Pulitzer together, true Litzers. (laughs) Well, with that, everybody, thank you for tuning in. This is Devin Nunes. We'll catch you next week. Yeah.